choir directors are creative, resourceful, dedicated, and sometimes completely out of ideas. Not to worry, the Choir Ninja is here with solutions you never saw coming. Get ready for some time-tested wisdom from the master. Ryan Guth is the Choir Ninja. Hey there, Choir Nation. This is Ryan Guth with the Choir Ninja Podcast, and I'm very happy to have Spencer Jones back on the show today. Spencer is a champ. He did a solo episode. You'll see that he has a wonderful podcast voice, uh, very motivational to listen to. He reminds us of some quick tips to be proactive in creating a really healthy culture in your choral program, especially if you are part of a middle school or high school. But this really does uh, include all types of choirs, community and church and that kind of thing. If you're if you're involved in those sorts of choirs as well, these are great reminders. So I hope you enjoy this episode coming up. Obviously, I need to plug SightReadingFactory.com. SightReadingFactory.com is the sponsor for this episode. They have seen a great deal of success from Choir Nation, so I want to thank you because Choir Nation is a group of motivated, positive, awesome choral directors looking to give their students the best. And I will tell you, SightReadingFactory.com is the best thing that I've picked up myself to use in my own choral program here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So if you would like to get on board with SightReadingFactory.com, which is a tool that allows you to create custom sight singing examples with the click of a button, with any difficulty, any uh, time signature, key signature, uh, all sorts of different instrument choices, and obviously voice. But you, if you are a crossover director that does band or orchestra, you can even generate sight singing examples that you can show on a screen, on a smart board, smart wall, etc. If you want to hop on board and enjoy the benefits of SightReadingFactory.com, go there, and when you purchase. And by the way, it's very inexpensive. Your school will reimburse you or you will even just want to pick it up with your own money because it's that inexpensive. If you type in the promo code NINJA at checkout, that's N-I-N-J-A, you will receive 10 free student accounts that you can give to 10 students. You could obviously purchase more. They're very inexpensive, like I said, and it'll allow your students to sight sing at home. And Believe me, if you purchase more than than those 10 free ones, make sure you use that promo code NINJA so that Sight Reading Factory knows that you came from the Choir Ninja podcast, you're part of Choir Nation, and that you are one of those motivated, awesome people that I love to speak with every single week. So let's jump into this episode now with Spencer Jones. Hey everybody, Spencer Jones here again with the Choir Ninja Podcast. Um, I am up here in the frozen tundra and I'm psyched to be talking with you today and sharing four different steps to create a happy and healthy community in your choir. I really want to say thank you to Ryan for having me on his podcast. Let me take over this episode. So thank you so much and really a huge shout out to all of you for listening to this and being willing to, to listen to and have ideas to make your place a, a fantastic and amazing community. Because really, let's think about this. 
our students come to us once a day or every other day or however often, maybe even once a week to your choir to, to help to bond and have this family feel. They come there with stresses and things that are affecting their day, affecting their life. Maybe they're having a horrible day, but they come to choir and that's where they thrive. That's where they can relax. That's where they know people care about them. And, you know, one thing that I tell my choirs is let's make this a family. Now, families can go either way, right? We all, well, most likely we all have family members that are, we would rather not talk to them. And there's some that we really love, right? Well, being the leader of our choir family, of our choir community, you have to help it and lead it towards that positive attitude so that they have this happy and healthy community uh, community feel because you know what if they're happy and they're loving the group they're with they're going to do things for you they're going to do no they're not going to do things for you they're going to do things for each other that will astound you and astound uh, anybody looking in because they're going to help each other out if they have that bond so we have four steps really easy but they take a little bit of time a little bit of work but totally worth it and you will love it I can guarantee it. First thing, you need to do things together as a choir. This could be, uh, or as a group, right? You need to do things together. So this could be as easy as, I don't know, going to a baseball game or um, just a random outing. You don't have to compete. You don't have to sing. Just go someplace. It's the places outside of the classroom where these kids make the memories. Now, if you're like me, I want to tie everything back into singing. So um, I'll share a couple of quick things that I do. One is, to be, <laughs> to be honest, I take the students out to lunch. Now, I'm not paying for the lunch. They obviously pay for their own. But what we do is we get together on a Saturday for about two hours from 9 to 11. We get together and we work our butts off. We're learning music. We're perfecting it. And it's usually about a week or two weeks before our concert, somewhere right in there. And we do it once before a concert. We get together. We rehearse get everything, you know, set as much as we can. And then we go out to lunch someplace. I call up a restaurant and say, hey, we got, you know, 30 people coming. You know, we'd love to have a room. And then we go there and we just have lunch and chat. It's those memories that they cherish and love. Um, one thing I do is I have a choir retreat. Uh, we don't go anyplace. Some places, you know, you can have a choir camp, a choir retreat. I keep it at school uh, because, you know, our, you know, budget doesn't allow for crazy things. So I get them out of the afternoon. My administration is fantastic that way um, of letting them out. And they do a scavenger hunt. They sing, obviously, and work on music, but also bonding, singing things, listening to each other and helping each other and getting out of their comfort zone, because that's when you're really going to see growth is when they get out of their comfort zone, but not too far. So they totally just, you know, shut down, but that they're willing to go. I take my, my groups to festivals and competitions. Sometimes uh, I don't want to travel to comp uh, competitions, so I created my own, right? I created a, a Clash of Choirs competition. Um, it's these bonding experiences, something different that takes them out of the classroom because they're going to remember that, that experience on the bus. They're going to remember the experience at this festival. Uh, one really quick thing that you know comes to me every time I think about it is I was heading down to a choir festival and we had to pull over because one of the students ugh, got sick, lucky me, right? And I'm walking, I'm, I have a suit on, I have my jacket on because we're up in Wisconsin, it's November. I'm walking out and, and the student said afterwards, said, hey, you look like James Bond. And it's those memories that I have, but they have with each other that 
that make this family really happen. Okay, so that's one. Do things together. Second thing, and, and I struggle with this, I'll be perfectly honest, I struggle, is change your language. No, 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 not the swearing and stuff like that. Hopefully none of us are doing that in our classes anyway. Might be other issues, then, but it's changing the I to we. Now, this is a hard thing uh, for, for so many of us to do. And I, as I mentioned, I, I really struggle with this. Um, it's not about you. It's about them. It's about us as a group. So how do you say things in class? Do you say, I would like it this way. Um, let's, uh, you know what, altos be louder. Um, I need you to balance more. Or is it, hey, let's, altos, could you be louder? We, we, need, we need your sound a little more. Or... Uh, what are you what are you thinking ladies and gentlemen should we be louder here should we be softer putting it on them so uh, making it a we it's not about you then right try to resist the i uh the i messages when you're talking about the group and what the group can do don't do it for you do it for them so try to say we this is a struggle uh a, a big struggle for me so it, it's a uh, a constant battle, constant thing I have to think of is to say we and include the group and helps form that community. Also, you can ask them questions and, and get into discussions or what we'll talk about that next, but, but really change your language. Uh, so from I to we, not about you, it's about the group. And also one of the like little side notes with it, uh, I don't know if you noticed this. I, uh, Kevin Meidel brought this to my attention, uh, choir director here from Wisconsin, great guy, amazing conductor. And he said, did you know that choir directors are some of the most negative people in the world? And I'm like, what? Seriously? Let me look at Choir Nation, for example. How are we negative? Like, no, 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 we're not negative. But he said, well, think about it. Every time we listen to our choir sing or a group perform or whatever, we are listening for the bad things. We're listening for the negatives. Well, this wasn't loud enough. The diction wasn't well enough. These were wrong pitches. This was the wrong rhythm. Well, okay. Yeah, we are listening for the wrong things, aren't we? And that's not necessarily healthy. Now, we need to do that. I'll be honest. We need to listen for the negatives because we need to help them improve. We need to help them be better, right? So obviously we want to point out the things that aren't going so hot so that they can improve them, but also look for the positive things. Uh, and this is one thing that I never learned in college. I learned it afterwards. And really from Kevin Meidel, who mentioned that is don't just concentrate on negatives. Yes, you need to point those things out. I'm not saying you don't, but think about the positives. You know, Altos, or, you know, I'm done picking on altos. I'm a tenor. Tenors, great job. <laughs> Knows what I did there. Tenors, great job on, on bringing that section out. Oh, excellent diction bases, you know, or, you know, whatever it is. So look for those positive things as well and share those with your students. Again, not I, but we. Wow, that was a fantastic gentleman. You really helped out everybody here. Great job. Okay, so that's step number two. We have two more to go. And the third thing is have discussions. Foster communication in your group through these discussions. All right. I bet you're thinking how I was thinking when I was coming up with this list. I try having discussions with my class. I ask them questions and you get this. You get crickets. 
That's it. Just crickets. And it's horrible. You know, a second seems like an eternity when you're waiting for a kid to answer. And it seems like an eternity to them. Now, the tricky part with this is if you do this too much and there's too many crickets, it could be a sign that your community's not there. Or maybe you didn't ask a question the right way or they're just not feeling it. And there's so many different uh, things that come into play. But if you can find that way to help improvement or to help improve the discussion aspect of your group, do it because that is going to help your your group bond and become healthier and happier. And so here are some suggestions that that work for me. If I just ask them, hey, what do you think about this? Uh, not not such a great response. Like um, an example is, should we be louder here? Okay, I'm going to get crickets just like that, right? Um, I might get that one or two music students who are just, yeah, let's go and uh, answer it, but it's not going to create a discussion. So what I will do is um, I almost force it in a sense of saying, all right, think of uh, the, the word that we're going to stress here. What word is it? Think it to yourself, share it with your neighbor, and then share it in a little group, decide, great. And, you know, come up with your different things. All right, who'd like to share? And you might have to call in groups to get it started. Oh, great, let's sing it. Let's try stressing that word. Uh, or, you know, maybe where should we crescendo? Or where, um, I don't know, the, the sky's the limit with it, really. What you're doing, the biggest thing is, uh, what you're doing is that you are letting them come up with ideas. You might be guiding them, but they're coming up with ideas. And then you are implementing it. They are getting the chance to see what their ideas are doing so that they, uh, well, wow, I really thought we needed to to get louder on on the word cross, but no, it was savior. You know, well, well, let's try it. Let's try cross. And you go, oof, that didn't sound good. Or man, well, man, that did sound good, right? They get to hear it. It not only lets them get that, that, proof and knowledge, it also validates them as a person uh, with their thoughts, with their feelings, because you listen to what they said and you tried it, right? You you get to lead the room, but you have to help and let the other people be part of this, especially if you want them to really grow and bond and do things for the community. You have to let them take that ownership, which means as hard as it is, you have to give it up sometimes. Now, and you, again, you could direct it and, and make it work. You can't see my hands, but I'm kind of like doing a river motion. You can help direct it the way you want it to go, but you're going to want them to come to those conclusions. So foster that communication in your group. Um, the little response is hard, but do your best at drawing it out and think and evaluate, uh, reflect, I guess, is really the word I'm looking for, of what you can do to improve that. It's tricky, but definitely well worth it. Give it a try. And if you fall on your flat on your face with it, you get the crickets, who cares? You know, wait a day or two and try a different approach. You'll find something that clicks and works with you personally and one that works with your group. And so that you can have these great discussions. I'll tell you some of those discussions I've had with my kids have been just amazing and profound that I look at life differently. I look at rehearsals differently. I look at them differently. And I imagine they do the same with me. Okay, so uh, we have first thing is do things together. 
Second, change your language. So it's a community, not just you. It's about the community. Three, have discussions. Our fourth and final tip for you to create a healthy and happy community is to take care of yourself. Okay, also we're just talking about community and we're talking about uh, doing things together and letting them learn part of it. And now I'm talking about yourself. What? It's crazy. I know. But really, you need to take care of yourself as their leader, as a person who's in front of them to, to help lead them, to help them keep that community. So let them know you're human. You know, um, this taking care of yourself, it can be physical. So maybe when you're sick, you need to stay home, right? Don't get the rest of the class sick. Take care of yourself first. Um, maybe you're stressed out all the time and you need to find a way, whether it's meditation, yoga, or get crossing off your to-do list, delegating or whatever it is so that you are more relaxed. Because if you're stressed out, if you're not giving to your choir 100% of your focus and attention and time when it's that time for them that's designated for them, they're missing out. They're not getting everything uh, that they could, and they're not experiencing what they can. And the sad part is they actually get to see it and will respond that way. So if you give them 60% of, of your time, energy, and focus, they're they're going to give you uh, 60% or, or, or be honest, less than that because they, they know your heart's not in it. Um, this is a tricky thing um, for a lot of people, for me to, uh, for me as well, I should say, uh, is that you, you need to be focused on what task is at hand, right? So if I have my women's choir first hour, my mind is on women's choir. I'm focusing on teaching them the music, working with them, creating these memories, getting them involved with the discussions and building up this community. So we're set to share this amazing music with our audience. I'm not worried about that parent conflict that I had the night before or my administrator wants to talk to me later. It's hard to block those things out of your mind and put up that roadblock, but devote as much of your attention, all of it if you can, to the task at hand. Take care of yourself. Um, you know, that stress for me, uh, if you li listen to the last podcast, if you haven't download it, cause it's absolutely, uh, a killer episode. Ryan's just fantastic with, with going off with these points and talking about delegating and being able to relax and meditation. Um, I mentioned quickly that I had a, a morning routine, find the time for you that works for you for my morning routine. I'll lay it out really quickly for you. This is how I find success in my day. I wake up at the ungodly hour of 4 a.m. every day. I go to bed at 9 p.m., so it kind of works out. But I wake up at 4 a.m., I work out, and I get my lunch ready and all that stuff. And then I have the time for me to reflect and prepare myself for the day ahead so I know what I'm, what, what's coming up, what I'm able to do. And I'm able to address things that come up throughout the day because I took the time for me to have my my moments, my 20 minutes, 15 minutes uh, that, that's built in for me to be ready for the day. And, you know, I'm showering during the time, some of the times and other times, it, you know, maybe I'm sitting down for breakfast. Uh, I move it around a little bit to keep the spice alive, but I'm doing things for me. And you know what? You need to let your students know it's okay for them to do it too and share what you do. The students aren't aware or aren't born with, uh, well, they're not born with for sure, of the knowledge of how to take care of themselves. 
This is something that's taught. Maybe they're getting taught uh, this concept from other teachers. Maybe they're getting taught from their parents. Maybe not. So why can't you? Tell them that it's okay to take care of yourself and, and tell them your routine and how to be successful when it's appropriate and, and it works out. Again, this is a, just another bonding aspect that they can have with you. All of a sudden, you just didn't help them learn how to pick up a piece of music and sight read it, right, through the awesome new sight reading program uh, that, that's amazing. You also helped them succeed in life. One, one of my goals uh, with choir, I'm changing paces just a little bit. One of my goals with my choir is to create this family, to create this community that will always be there. Um, I left a position last year for this new one uh, for many different reasons that were tricky, uh, you know, administration, whatever. We're not going to get into that, but I left it and I'm in a new position Fantastic administration. Students are absolutely amazing. It's so great. And I'm, I have to rebuild my my community, rebuild that bond with the students, something they don't have at all. So I'm going through all these motions again and really getting that to happen for them, for them. But what I was saying with it is my last position, we were a choir family and they still reach out to me, the ones I've graduated, even some that are in there, and they they talk about the family and oh yep, check out the what the choir family did now. And it's this bond, it's this community who welcome people in into it. Even if they're uh, a person who you wouldn't necessarily think might fit in, they accept them in. And it's all on how you build it, it's on how you give them that permission by uh, doing things together and having fun conversations and not just strictly always being work. You get to create that community. It's how you use your language. I, uh, it's not I, it's not about me. It's about us. It's about the group. It's about the team. You're involving them in discussions. You are validating them as people uh, uh, with ideas and suggestions and helping them out. And you're also letting them know, hey, it's okay. You might be having this this really hard time personally we're here for you. You need to take care of yourself, but know that we're here to help you too. All right. Well, those are my four steps to create a happy and healthy community in your choir. I've had success with this with my various choirs from church choirs to my many school choirs that I've had, and I really hope it helps you. If uh, you have any questions or concerns about any of this, hit me up on Choir Nation uh, on our on the Facebook group there from the Choir Ninja Podcast, the Choir Nation group. Hit me up on there. Tag me in a post. Let me know. I'd love to answer any questions that you have uh, about it or help guide you at all. And if you're curious and want to learn more about me and what I'm doing and all that crazy stuff, check out my website. It's spencermjones.com. Uh, Spencer's S-P-E-N-C-E-R-M, as in Mike, and Jones, J-O-N-E-S, dot com. Uh, I do motivational speaking and all that crazy stuff. I'm a, a big pro kayak fisherman, travels around the country kayak fishing. That's one of my fun little hobbies that I do outside of uh, waving my arms in front of a bunch of kids. And uh, so if you're curious about any of that stuff, uh, clinical, uh, being a clinician and clinical, that's kind of weird, being a clinician and all that good stuff. I'd love to, to chat with you about it. You can uh, find me on the website, talk to me on Choir Nation, and you know what? Go after your choir, be the leader for them, create this community, create this bond, and go after it tomorrow. Don't wait. If you have already, cherish it, love it, and keep fostering it. 
This is something the kids will remember. This is something you will always remember. Thanks for, for listening. Thank you, Ryan, for having me on the show again. And everybody, have an awesome day. Go create an amazing community. All right, Spencer, thank you so much for being an incredible guest host on the Choir Ninja podcast. Now, Choir Nation, ACDA Nationals is coming up the week that this episode is released. So if you are going to be in Minneapolis at the ACDA National Conference, I will be there with Oliver and Michael of KI Concerts, who are the lead sponsors of the ACDA National Conference. So when you walk into all the exhibits, I will be there front and center doing interviews at the KI Concerts booth. So make sure that you come up and say hi. I would love to meet you and say thank you for being a wonderful member of Choir Nation and for listening each week. All right, Choir Nation, have a wonderful, wonderful week. I hope I see you at the conference. And if not, go out and keep doing awesome things. Thanks. Thanks.